Do you know what separates the men from the boys? I do. <laughs> Pat Callahan, Jared Smollett, welcome to Chubstep. I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers. The woman I love is living with a little monkey that looks like me. That's my daughter's. You take that off. Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. Welcome to my official website. And as Sage says, what's up? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show has started. Oh. <laughs> Actually caught off guard there. Yeah. Well, you're telling me a little story, Pat. I yeah. was interested in it. It's not that I didn't want to hear it. I just wanted to catch you off guard. It worked. Yeah. So we'll finish that off here once again. Yeah. Uh, this is Chubstep. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome. So it has been a week since our previous show. Mm-hmm. We are we've been doing this for over a half of a year. Yeah, yeah. birthday, yeah. half birthday. Well, we're past that actually. Okay, but um, <laughs> you could imagine. Send us some cake. Send some cake. Anyway, Pat, how was your weekend? My weekend. What did I do? Oh. I went to a Marquette game on Saturday. You were at the Marquette game? Yeah, I was. I was at the Marquette game. I seen on Snapchat you were at the But Marquette you didn't game. contact me. You saw that after the fact? Yeah. I saw after I was done. Oh my god. Pat. I have some I have some things to comment on. Okay, that's this is the place to do it. Referring to DePaul University's men's bas- men's basketball program. Okay. First of all, I haven't been in the Allstate Arena since I was in high school. Okay. And since going to other venues, that venue looks old. It's very old. Dude, the roof is made of wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't that's not my main issue with it by any means, but um that is very accurate that you the know, roof is made of wood. Yeah. You know what was really hard is we were sitting right underneath like the timeout horn. Yeah. Yeah. Like I looked up and it's literally just like this old um long looking horn i don't know how else to okay. describe it yeah, it's but pretty, it is tripping. really loud i kept yeah. like looking up like why is that so loud and it was literally right underneath, it was right underneath us. yeah huh the other thing yeah there were more marquette fans at that game than the paul fans oh yeah it was about it was about 70 30 i'd yeah. say and the student section is maybe 100 people tops it like maybe i would have said probably just looking at it probably 50 or 60 well is my guess you know i I'm not a DePaul Blue Demons fan, so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just see their program getting so much more support when they move out of that building. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The students from DePaul, that's got to be... It's far. That's. I mean, the drive is like 40 minutes. Yeah. If you were to... Like, I would not drive 40 no. minutes to go to a Marquette game no. on a Saturday when I got homework. And... Well, but I did drive 40 minutes to a Marquette game. But you're graduated. But now. I graduated. You're right. When I had, when I was in school, and that was closer than going up to Marquette. Yes, this is accurate. Uh, it's a very good point. It, it doesn't really make any sense to have, you know, your school play in such a far distance, and it's got to be to take public transportation there because not all the students. I would say most students. Can there you do even not have, take public transportation and get there? Yeah, you can. Get, you can take because it's in Rosemont, <coughs> and you can take. I believe the blue line goes out to Rosemont. Yeah. So you can take. 
you know, but trains. it would take forever. It would take forever to do that. It's a whole big project. I'm sure they have shuttles or something, but that's still, that drive is 35, 40 minutes. So aren't they supposed to move near the McCormick Center? I haven't heard anything about their moving. And I don't necessarily care. No. I just <laughs> think I they'll know. have so much more support if they were playing in Chicago. Yeah. It's, reasonable yeah. dis. You know, distance yeah, to get there. It's a weird, it's a weird concept to play to have your college. Team I mean, play that's, somewhere that's so got to be away. embarrassing having more fans at like well, what used to be a yeah. rivalry game. Yeah. So, so this is what I actually found it more embarrassing. I felt bad. They had a bunch of alumni that came back. Like they had like the guys from the '70s and '80s came back, and the guys from the '90s and the 2000s, and uh, they came back to you know as like alumni during the game. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad having these guys walk onto the court. One of them being Dave Corzine, who played for the Bulls in the 80s. It was weird because I like this guy always looked old when he was playing with the Bulls. Um, and I had just seen a, pre- a uh, Hardwood Classics game with him, with the Bulls playing the Celtics in the 80s. And anyway, then he shows up the game like the two days after I'd watched this game. He's at the DePaul game. But I like, you know, he comes onto the thing and it's like some people are cheering, but most of these people are not, you know, they're not. Uh, DePaul fans, so they're not really cheering because they're like alumni guys back. They don't really care who these guys are. You know, these are alumni coming back. So then you feel bad because it's all Marquette fans there. I don't know. It was just not a great. It's not a great environment to play in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I I felt bad too. They were doing all that stuff on the court. You know. Yeah. So it's weird how many people. So did you see other people there, Pat? I actually saw a lot of people. Who I saw. I, a lot I of wasn't there. expecting them. Exactly. Yes. Like people I haven't seen since before graduation. Yeah. Who I kind of thought, like, that was it. I wouldn't see him okay. again. You know, but I mean, it was okay. It, it was just, you know, it wasn't, like, overwhelming. It's kind of weird for me watching people who, like, I was their age a couple years ago attending their school, and now I'm watching them, and I'm, you know, beyond that point. Yes. It's kind of always been weird for me, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw a lady that works with my dad. I saw, yeah, a bunch of people that we went to school with. It was an interesting, just like randomly, you know, we weren't expecting there. I went with Dave Cook, though, our friend, oh. uh, our old. Did old you go to Dave the Cook. Hofbrau House Bar before? No. So I, I went there to meet up with my friends. Okay. It is nothing like the Hofbrau House Bar in Milwaukee. Oh, I've been I've been to the one in Rosemont. It's nice. It's it's huge. Too big. It's huge. Opinion. Yes, it's yes. Too the big. place in Rosemont. There's a big bar in Rosemont, German themed. It's. It's massive. The one in Milwaukee, you just get that. that so it's to be like a German beer hall. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a much more intimate feeling. Beers. I mean, and that that's not a small bar either. Beers. No, but the one in the one in Rosemont, it's huge. Is huge. Yeah, it's huge. So spread out. Yeah, it was I all agree. Marquette fans. Well, mostly Marquette fans there before the game. And there was a lot, and still there was like a lot of empty seats. Yeah, big bar. Big bar. Big fun. So talking about Rosemont, really yeah. quick. Not what I expected. So you've never been to the Rosemont? Uh, uh, I've never really driven around there. Okay, that I, that specific area where the where the you know where the bar <laughs> is is that's a pretty fancy. That's a pretty nice like bar area there. So, yeah, it's supposedly. I There's mean, a Zany's Comedy Club there. I oh so I went there two years ago. I had I had an interview in Rosemont like right after I graduated. Okay, didn't work out, so I haven't been to Rosemont since. Yeah, because you're still really that hard to, to get around if you don't know the area. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of get a park and then, yeah, get around from there. Yeah, I had trouble finding my way around. And not only that, like, the downtown area is so nice. I was expecting the houses to be, like, super modern. It's it's just the businesses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The houses were, yeah, they, no, they, they, they really didn't blow that. me away. I'm not going to say that. all bad. those businesses are pretty new. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's that whole that whole section, that whole area is pretty new, so it's pretty fancy, you know. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Enough about Rosemont. Okay. Enough about that. Pat, here's my issues. And you can tell me this. Um, the Grammys happened. <laughs> yes, they did. And you were pre-complaining, pre-complaining about the Grammys. Didn't want to watch it. T-Swift did something that, made, you know, it just grinds my gears. You know, something happened with her and Kanye at the MTV Music Awards years ago. Yes, yes. Years ago. Yes. And she's got to bring it up when she wins. <laughs> like, get over it. And, yeah, she won Album of the Year, I believe. Yeah. What a great I, album. I knew you were going to be super happy about that. Well, I, I kind of <laughs> knew it was going to happen. I just, I just saw, as soon as, I, you know, as soon as it was her, I just started laughing as I do. She can't ever just be humble be, and be like, oh, thank you so much for this award. It means a lot to me. She's got to give this big speech about how people are always bringing her down, this, that, every other thing. Just say, I'm happy to win the award. <laughs> I'm happy. Thank you for the support. It's, it's always yeah. got to be, oh, you know, this and this happened to me, and I yeah. overcame it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh i hear that pat i hear that your personality does not blow me away yeah no i'm uh i'm i should say her personality i know yeah not specific to me so that's a good point pat did you see the thing about uh the alexander hamilton it was a i think it's a play called hamilton and then they did like a little performance of it at the grammys no i had no idea what was going on when they just started doing this and it is (laughs) okay i like i've gone to a decent amount of plays and musicals I, I don't know maybe this is something people enjoy i, I thought this was horrible I just, I just started laughing when i was watching this like what the hell is this this is so ridiculous so i'm gonna play you a little bit of it here pat and then uh we're gonna discuss it for a second how about that okay okay here this is across the waves he struggled and kept his guard up inside he was longing for something to be a part of the brother was ready to beg steal borrow or barter then a hurricane came, devastation reigned. A man saw his future drip, dripping down the drain. But a pencil to his temple connected it to his brain. And he wrote his first refrain, a testament to his pain. Why is there rap? Is Alexander Hamilton not who I think he is? It, like, this didn't make any sense to me because I didn't know what was going is on. Is this guy, like, super pro-slavery or something? Alexander Hamilton, I I don't know, I don't know much of his story. I don't know either. He's a white guy. He definitely was a white guy. Not played this way in this thing. Which I yeah. Okay. Did the slaves wear those outfits back in the day either? No, that's what's confusing about. No, these guys are not. These guys are playing other parts. No, I, I no, I don't know, Pat. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. But this is just a weird. And then they like were rapping. Like it's just a weird series of. Doesn't fit the part. No, it doesn't really fit the part. It didn't really make any sense. <laughs> like I said, obviously I'm missing some sides. But just as someone that was coming in, there wasn't enough explanation pre this because like we were. I was watching like 20 minutes of it and like very little explanation. All of a sudden, these guys just start walking on the stage and like rapping these somewhat historical, you know, events. And I didn't think it sounded good. No. And I was just like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> And it was very confusing. I feel like every award show has that little segment that nobody gets it. Yeah, I really didn't understand this. I really didn't understand this. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That was the Grammys. You know what they're thinking about? Promiscuous sex. I didn't hopefully, you know, I'm glad I didn't watch any more than the 20 minutes that I did watch. But uh, there you go. There you go. 
You know what, Pat? I'm going to cut a little early into a Brendan Fraser movie oh. review. About 20 years ago, back in the last century, I went to actor school, actually. That's back when I was allowed to work with animals. When these experiences are always brought into everyone's home. Why do I smell a fish? Well, these are the uh, yum yum sweats. Ah, uh-huh. she's toying with me. <laughs> <laughs> they think I shaved their butts. I look like a big old steak with legs. Sweet. Because I'm so pumped about this one. Um, you know it as Standoff. I don't know it as Standoff. 2000, 2011. <laughs> uh, so this is not... Wait, not is this be... more recent than his website update? Yes. This is, wow. oh, he's, a, he's had a lot of movies since his website updated in 2005. So anyway, here's the issue. Uh, there's another movie called Standoff that came out in 2015 with Lawrence Fishburne, I believe. I think it is. I'll have to look at that. Anyway, this is Stand Space Off. Standoff. Not, uh, not Standoff as one word. Don't get those confused. Anyway, here we go. Director is Terry George. You know him from Hotel Rwanda. He directed Hotel Rwanda. You I ever seen that? that. No. Okay. You, you're familiar with the movie though, right? Don Cheadle? No. Okay. Well, it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Okay. Um, kind of a civil war type genocide type thing going on in Rwanda. Hutu and the Tutsis. Okay, Pat, come on. Don Cheadle, you know Don Cheadle, right? No. Oh my god, Pat. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, he's a very good actor. So here we go. Brendan Fraser's in this. We know that. And then the only other guy that I recognized his face was named Colm Meany, which is a weird name. Uh, he's one of those guys that you see and you're like oh i don't know what i know him from but th- what i could pull up is i definitely recognize him from con air he's in con, con air. air the rest of the actors are not um you know they're not big name actors but they actually are all fairly decent actors except for maybe the main kind of annoying guy he's not that fantastic anyway here's the story uh brendan fraser is in ireland okay he is there running his uncle's antique shop while his uncle is on vacation. Uh, so he's there, and he kind of gets caught up in a big you know, mix of things. So there's this kind of, there's a couple stories, and they all kind of collide in this one thing. So I'll just tell a couple of the side stories here. So he, you know, like he, he's coming to America, and the reason Brent Fraser left, um, you know, the reason he left America and went to Ireland is because. That's what I'm about. I'm all about the sauce. That reason would be because he was dating a girl that was in the mob. Uh, then he like left her. No, no, no. This is in the U S and she like, I don't know, stabbed him and he left her. And then, so, uh, then his, her dad put a hit out on him so that he fled the U S he goes to Northern Ireland. And then there's another story where this guy has been taking all this money from this loan shark, this guy in the Irish mob. And now he, the guy wants his money back. So this guy, this, this is one guy that's desperate for money. And then there's kind of a uh, another storyline where these cops are trying to bust bust that you know gang member and I don't know there, there's so there's all these kind of things these stories kind of combined in this standoff, hence the title, and it's a you know story this this is a very okay movie, this is a very watchable movie it's not fantastic you know where this is going with the rating this is a Pauly Shore movie this is a middle tier Brendan Fraser movie, it's nice to not have a Sean Astin yeah it is it really is so. 
this is a this is like the definition of an okay movie. Like the definition of like fifty percent for me. Straight down the middle, Brendan Fraser movie. He's fine in this. He's great. You know, no complaints, no complaints on that. And nothing crazy, just kind of a standard, you know, it's not like his typical kind of like wacky, goofy guy that he normally is. But um yeah, there you go. So anyway, uh I would recommend, I think you can see it on Netflix or Amazon. It's definitely free somewhere. So go watch it. So Netflix and Amazon are free now? Sometimes. Well, okay. If you have those services, you can stream them for free, I believe. So I'd recommend, you know, it's Pauly Shore. I'm not going to recommend it, but it's a watchable <laughs> movie. If you get, if you've gone through all the other you ones that time. are great, if you got yeah. time, if you got time, standoff, time. standoff, uh, 2011. So there you go. Speaking of movies. Yes. Have you heard about Ferris Fest? No. To celebrate the 30th anniversary of Ferris Bueller's Day Off, there's going to be a three-day fest in Chicago. Okay. It's going to be May 20th through May 22nd. Okay. It says there will be bus tours from key sites, including Cameron's House, you know, wherever that yes. is. Yes. The Art Institute. Mm-hmm. Wrigley Field. Yay. Yeah. The Willis Tower. Okay. And the parking lot of Glenbrook North High School. Apparently, that's where the parking lot was. I was always curious what high school that was at. Uh, I was not as curious as you. You knew? Um, no, I just didn't care. I knew it was in the suburbs. Yeah. I just didn't know where. Yeah, that's okay, Pat. That's yeah. okay. So that's it. So now, will they just be playing Ferris Bueller's Day Off at this? Uh... It says full three-day experience is $300. <laughs> Individual tickets will be different. Okay. That's um, but the money's going towards an anti-bullying charity called Stomp Out Bullying. Okay. So, but I, I'm confused. What? So does it? It's not screening a screening of the movie. Okay. Hosted by a movie critic and a Q and A with members of the cast. So far. <laughs> yeah. Who signed up for the? What members the of the cast? People who play Ferris's parents in the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um. The identity of Abe Froman, the Sausage King of Chicago, will be there. Wow! Yeah. All the <laughs> all the answers I could ever want, yeah. from, I could get from them. So three hundred dollars, guys. Well, that's for the full pass. That's that's a hundred dollars a day. That's a pretty. That's a steal. To get a bus tour. You get a bus Q tour. Q and A. Yep. And I'm a screening of the movie. And a screening of the movie. Now, is there? Do they screen other movies there? Is it this specifically this? It just says specifically that. It says the opportunity to experience a three sixty degree replica of Ferris's poster line bedroom previously displayed in toronto mm-hmm. so you get to see a replica of his bedroom i guess and then there will be a live recreation of the twist and shout parade sequence oh, God. <laughs> oh wow this is uh and matthew broderick will not be there correct <laughs> i i'm yet to read that he'll be there this okay. is yahoo.com yeah so Come on, man. Show up to your own thing. Yeah, show up to your own thing. I mean, I'm sure it's... I mean, what have, yeah. you, what have you done that's been that great since Godzilla? Wasn't that great? Godzilla was great. To you? Yeah. Why? Because Jeff Goldblum was in it? Jeff Goldblum? No, he wasn't. No, in he it. wasn't. Oh. No, uh, that's that French guy. Yeah, John uh, Renault, I believe. Oh, I just butchered that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? What else has he been in? Stepford Wives? Haven't heard of it. <laughs> Haven't heard of it. He was in that... What was that like spy movie? Inspector Gadget. Yes. <laughs> yes. How great was that? That was great. I've uh, I saw He's, that. On he my hasn't been anything that's paralleled 
his success in Ferris Bueller. Yes, I agree. Well, it's hard to top that. But I'll give you that, Pat. I'll give you that. So, anyway, the next thing I was going to say, what are your thoughts on handwriting, Pat? Mine is terrible. Yours is terrible. Always has been. And I've had bosses complain how bad it is. Okay, because I – what did you take notes on when you were in school? A laptop or a handwritten note? When I got to college, laptop. When I was in high school, I didn't have a choice. You had to write handwritten. I listened to something the other day, and they were talking about how handwritten notes, you actually, people that write handwritten notes actually do better on tests. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, it's true. There's more of like a memory that goes into it. Yeah, because basically what they were saying is that when you take notes on laptops, this is for all our college listeners out there. Yeah. (laughs) When you take notes. Yeah, Vaughn. (laughs) When you take uh, notes on a laptop, you're writing down things more verbatim. And when you write it, because you can type, you can type it faster than you can write. Mm-hmm. So then, since you had to write slower than you can type, you kind of are more writing down. You that was know. always my problem, though. I couldn't keep up when I was. That's the thing. Writing. So, but that's that's how it is. But that's why people write more. You write more notes that are like, instead of verbatim, more like you know inference type notes. You know, more like uh, condensed versions right. instead of just word for word. Thought that was interesting. Bullets, bullet points. Yeah, but then people were upset that you know writing is going away. Some people were complaining, you know, that writing, the art well, the of writing is, is going away. the other thing is if you're on a laptop, it's easier to get distracted. It's also true. Yeah. That's also true. Did you ever have people in front of you in school that were on distracting things? All the time. Like what? What was the most distracting thing you think of? Facebook. Facebook. People would be on Facebook chatting it up. Nobody yeah. Facebook chats anymore, but when we were in college, mm-hmm. I always see it in front of me. Just chat away. I seen, when I was a freshman, people on Skype. Oh, they'd Skype during class? Yeah. We were in like this big lecture hall. <laughs> oh, you know, man. 300 kids isn't that big compared to most schools. Yes. Yeah, had we a couple had a few where of those, it was yeah. 300. Yeah. You no, know, everyone's I... talking while the teacher's talking. It's <laughs> a joke. Yeah, he's really distracting other people around you. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I agree with that, Pat. I agree with that. Pat, what do you think about buying rounds when you're out with drinks? Say, there's... Okay. This what is something... I think of it? Yes. Well, it sucks when it's your turn. I, I, I'm not a fan of this. No. I'm not a fan. Like, um, maybe, this came I, up. maybe I don't want enough rounds for everybody there. You that's know? what, okay. That's, a th- <laughs> here's what's happened. Say, okay. If there, it feels like you always kind of get screwed out of the deal. You, you buy a round, the group kind of disbands after that. It's like, where's my round? You take your yeah. shirt well, off. This like, you know, you, you have a beer. And this was even in a more condensed version. I'm just, this specifically happened when I was at, you know, the Marquette game the other day. And it actually worked out all right. You know, they wanted to buy a round of drinks, and then each take turns buying, you know, the round, whatever. There's only three of us. But in bigger groups, this becomes a bigger issue. And, like, not when – and some people just choose to do this not like, oh, I'm going to buy a round for everybody just for, like, nice – I get that when you're like, oh, you know, I got some bonus. I'm going to buy a round for everybody. You know, like, I'm not talking about that kind of scenario. Like, I'm the type of scenario when you're expecting other people to buy rounds as well. And they don't do it. Or or just, like – to make it so that everybody buys the round. I mean, you end up with either way too many drinks or somebody ends up getting screwed. Maybe the first person or, you know, the last person, maybe there's only like two people there left. You start with it. It's not, uh, I'm not a fan. I think just stick to your own, you know. <coughs> I bought four Long Islands one time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two of the people I bought the Long Island for didn't even drink theirs. Yep. And so this guy drank his, their two, 
and then came up to me. He's like, oh, I just finished those three Long Islands. And I just looked at him, and I just gave him the other half. I'm like, here, okay. have fun. Well, he, he, he was younger than me. He was newly 21. Okay. This is when I turned 24. Yes. So I was like, you know, have a ball, man. Yeah. And so he probably didn't have, did he no, buy you No, nobody bought no. me around that yeah. entire night. Yeah, it was my it birthday goes. weekend yes. that I went out. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I have a birthday weekend, but it was the Saturday before my birthday. Yeah. Now, that's why I, I like sticking to the just the, I'm just going to get what I want. I don't end up drinking that much anyway. <laughs> I don't drink that much anyway, which is probably part of the factor. Yeah. Is that like I don't end up getting that much. And then I, you know, when I feel like I had to buy other rounds and I end up getting more than I. That has kind of gone I away. I do not drink that much when I go out anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What's, so what's gone away? That's what I'm the drinking a lot when you go out. Oh, spending a lot. You know, having more than you can handle. It's just not, yes. it's not, it's not as much of a thing anymore. Yeah. Hey, well, that makes sense. It's not the me, end of the world. No, it's really not. It's really, really not. No. What is the end of the world? Armageddon. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right, Pat. Here was a, here was a little, um, here's a little thought that was going through my head the other day. Oh, boy. And you've heard the, have you heard the statistic that dentists have the highest suicide rates? I, you know what? I have heard that before. Okay. It seems like a lot of people have heard this. I looked it up, and this is, you know, some article that I read. I'm not going to give them credit for the article. Why would I do that? Because I don't remember what it was. But it said the number one, like, top three was, like, third was, like, actor. Number two was musician. Yeah. And then number one was dentist. Well, the thing about being an actor or musician is you can peak, and then you kind of go rock bottom after that. Yeah, you can see that. You get tied up in the wrong stuff. Exactly. So you could see that makes sense. dentist. So dentist, yeah. So... But here's what it said. It said dentist was 4.54 times more likely to commit suicide than any other any other uh, like job. I don't understand. Any other why? Career. I don't know. But it seems like they get paid here, a lot. They do. Here's here's my thoughts on this. Here's why I don't know if this makes sense. If this were the case, don't you think dental hygienist would be even above that? You would think they make less money. Dental hygienists make less money. They're around the same people. You're around this. You're in the same environment, the same people, and you even get less stuff to do. Like you're more even specific. At least dentists have like a bunch of billion. You know, like not a billion, but they have a lot different. They have a lot of uh, different options they could do. Like dental hygienist, you're cleaning teeth. That's all you do is you clean teeth. Gross. Where a dentist is like, you know, I'm gonna install this crown, or I'm going to, you know, take fill pictures. a cavity. I'm gonna take pictures. You have to take pictures. I'm gonna, yeah. do, I'm gonna do the. <laughs> The science. How do we get this tooth out? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The science stuff. So, <laughs> my thoughts. That's why I just don't know if that's correct because I feel like why would the dental hygienist have a, have a better quality of life than the? I, you know, I don't know. I than don't, the dentist. Uh, dentists don't they open up their own office usually? A lot of times. Work their own hours. Yeah. Come on, I, I don't get it. So some say so is there not as much, you know. We know money doesn't bring you happiness. No. The some of the you know richest people are the most unhappy. I would probably agree with that. Yes, um, but you would think like the you know your own hours type of thing, and your you could you could see it being other factors other than money that's you know affecting this suicide rate. But I don't know. You would think that it would be worse for somebody who made less money doesn't get to pick their hours as much. I, I'd be pretty great. happy if I had a Pac-Man machine in my office. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can get one for your house one day, Pat. No, I wouldn't play it if it was in my house. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. There's it's a like lot of things. People who yeah. own swimming pools. Everyone I know who had a swimming pool has taken it down, and I ask why because it was so much fun, and they say they never go in it. Hmm. It's a lot of work, and they never go in it. So these were above ground pools. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't just get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in ground pool. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of things. What are what are some other things that would be in an office that wouldn't necessarily be you wouldn't use in a house? Well, not just an office. I had a friend who had a pinball machine. Yeah. And we hung out for I don't know, four years. We we were pretty tight, and yeah. I, I maybe played that pinball machine twice. And I was yeah. over at his house all the time. Yeah, there's a lot of things that yeah when you're around it all the there's, time. There's a dartboard here. I haven't played once. I see that now. I've been down here. I've never even noticed that. Yeah, I don't want to put a hole in the wall. Yeah. Oh well, then just don't miss. Yeah, don't miss the board. Don't yeah, sweat. no, it's a, that's I, I darts is something I play at my house. Uh, foosball comes up occasionally, but I feel like those type of games are pool more like never gets played here. Yeah, that's a good point. We're doing this on a pool table right now. Yeah, pool never gets played. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Does ping pong get played? Even more rare. Even more rare than pool. Even though the ping pong table is on top of this pool table. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, those type of things. I think I think it's more like a group type thing. These are all. I guess pinball is a one person, you know, is an individual person thing. But a lot of those games, it, you just get when when you're around something, you get sick. You know, that's just how it is. Before I moved into my house in Milwaukee, bought a foosball table. Someone was getting rid of it for about fifty bucks for two years. It sat in the basement. We never even put it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of that, and I've been to your place. Yeah, we had a foosball table and a bunch of pieces downstairs. Wow. Such a shame. Such yeah. a shame. Threw it out after. I didn't even take it home. No. Yeah, it is weird how those things just get kind of wasted. You, you, you know what? I would play if I had it. Yeah. Air hockey. Do you say that? Do you? If I had it? someone to play with, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe so. you could just put like a little plastic. You know, <laughs> never score a goal. <laughs> yeah. Just put like a little butter tray at the other side, and then or uh, just like a little bit in the center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little <laughs> forgiveness room. Exactly. Exactly. Then you can just play against yourself. Yeah. Like the ping pong, right? You can put it like up, you know, vertically, and then you can play against yourself. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you can't do it with this. It no. has to be kind of on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. How about some uh, Tanzania news? How about it? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting you know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. Oh, it's a uh, fake. Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. Uh, this is in Tanzania, for no. those that don't know. <laughs> but uh, they are, here's the, here's the title of it. Keeping money at home still common. Despite increased number of financial institutions, their percentage oh, penetrations in rural area has remained low, with most people continuing to hide their money in boxes and mattresses. Low penetrations. Low penetrations. Okay. Um, so here's the deal. They said, I think they said 70% of people are still, yeah, 70% of the rural population still carries their money somewhere in their house, like just in a box or, you know, hiding somewhere in their house. They don't trust a bank. And they said part of the problem is there's not that many banks because banks kind of have a high startup cost and they're not going to put it in some area. People aren't going to put in a lot of money. You know, they don't have that much money in the first place. Um, but then that re- leaves issues where, you know, you've got these, you know, house fire or something like this. Somebody loses literally all their money. Or you've got somebody where, you know, there's an increased crime rate because, you know, if somebody sees 70%, you know, I know 70% of the people have a, all their life savings somewhere in their house in these, these small houses mm-hmm. in rural areas. I mean, the incentive to rob someone is 
goes up a ton if you know there's you know there's a high percentage that this house has a decent amount of money in it not good no where do you keep your money pat i do have a little secret stash but Pat's most, secret stash that's for like saving for something like for fun like a new guitar or guns and roses concert no i had <laughs> i did not think they were gonna ever tour or do a show yeah but it, it it was in Milwaukee too, and you know mm-hmm. it was, our house got robbed twice. I do, I yes, I remember. Uh, yeah, you guys did get robbed, I, and they came in our. They walked into the first floor of our building one time. Yeah, yeah some people walked out. I kept it in like a place you would never think. Where was it now? Now that now that it's not now that you don't live in that place anymore. Uh I don't want to. I don't want to say because it's still in that place in my other house, but it's not a lot oh, okay. of money now. <laughs> okay. It's not okay, a lot okay. of money. Then you don't now. have to say it. But that's where I kept all my because what happened? What I I would work all summer and then I'd have all my spending money. Okay. It was all cash, and so I would keep it in this one place. Okay. And then I could keep track of you know how much I had, budget yeah. each weekend. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Just yeah, if someone took it, I, I don't know what I would have done. No, you would be very upset. Yeah. Yeah, so I think... Uh, I always know. locked my door, though. You always locked your door. My bedroom yes, door. that's always a good call. Yeah. I always lock my door, too, when people think it's weird. I have a weird thing where I always lock doors behind me. It should. Like, but, like, almost to the point where it's, like, annoying. I, I, I could see it, other people viewing it as annoying. Like, in my in my garage, I lock my car sometimes. Like, like most of the time. <laughs> or, like, the, the door between my garage and my house, and they're attached. Um, my bedroom door when I sleep. You know, like them less of a chance, you know, (laughs) it's it's not like I'm necessarily scared. I just, I don't know. I've always been like, just being safe. Sometimes to the point where it's like somebody's outside and I lock the door and then they like don't have a way to get back inside. Mm -hmm. So they get annoyed. You know, that happens. So what are you going to do? I'm going to lock it. You know, do I think about it? No, I just kind of just do it at this point. So lock your money up in a bank. That's the whole point. (laughs) Keep it in a bank. Keep it in a bank. Uh, Here's something that I found was interesting. We're talking about money here. Moolah. Moolah. So we're talking about how we're talking about how dentists make a lot of money. Doctors make a lot of money. They can. Athletes can make a lot of money. And people always, you know, kind of. There's a big thing out there of like, why do these people make this kind of? Why does an athlete get, you know, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars for a game? You know, just one game. Or you know, why does a doctor get, you know? couple hundred thousand dollars a year whatever mm-hmm. and i thought about it you're not paying like say you know say you go in for some surgery and the surgery cost you know twenty thousand dollars why does this you know surgery cost twenty thousand dollars say specifically for that doctor's care not for you know they're paying for the equipment all this stuff <sighs> i thought it was an interesting point that you're not paying for that hour that you're in the surgery you're paying for the you know 20 years of education that they had plus the 15 years of experience that they had you're not just right. paying for that one hour and i thought that was interesting also with athlete you can look at that with any person that makes you know athletes the thing well, about athletes is they bring the fans to the game you know they do it, but, and it, yes and i'm even but even i was just the thinking team's from a successful worth, yes. you're making so much more money that they're just getting a percentage of it exactly you know? no, it's it's very accurate and and but another you know it's like you're not paying for that you're not paying paying for you know Michael Jordan's you know you know he doesn't get paid just for that hour you know the, the the three hours that the basketball game is on he's getting paid for the you know full week of you know for the years of practice that he put in the for jersey the, sales the jersey sales. yeah so yeah 
I just thought it was interesting, you know, you look at how these people make a lot of money, but it's not, there's always a lot of stuff that goes into that. It's a percentage, man. Yeah. You know? Very few people make the money without putting in the work. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking about. There's also another interesting quote that I had, and this is not the actual verbatim quote, but this is the same concept. And it was, nature moves slowly, yet everything is accomplished. I don't get it. Yeah, you know what, Pat? I'm not going to explain that one to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's just saying that every, you don't have to rush everything. You know, slow it down a little bit. Take it easy. We're taking this easy. We're taking this podcast easy. We are. That's why we're going to slow this down and go right into emails. Okay. So I'm going to let you read this one. All right. Email the show, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Here's Pat with his email. Michael Thomas James. I'm not going to read what your email is. Time to make the donuts. Hey again, you chubblish stepbinos. If Jared and Pat, you guys, had to replace the two leads of a buddy comedy, which comedy would it be, and which characters from it would you be? Hey, thanks again. Hey, there we go. Nice. Okay. So if we were in a comedy. We are buddies. A buddy comedy. Okay. So let's think of some buddy comedies here. Step Brothers, a buddy comedy. Kind yes, of. that would be a buddy comedy. Um, a lot of Will Ferrell ones. So there yes. would be, you know, Tommy uh, Boy. Tommy Boy would be Black yep. Sheep. Yep. Um, those are some. Yeah, what are some other good ones? And which one fits us the best? That's tough. That is tough. Give us some. Uh, Abbott and Costello, man. Meets Frankenstein. That's you a don't stretch. Go that bit. Far back. No, let's no. not go that far back. No. Let's keep it more recent. All right. Uh, the new guys. The new guys. Farrell and oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Who are you? You take your shirt off. Yeah. You know, you, you have a um, beer. I would think I would be more Mark Wahlberg. Really? You're you think a you would? <laughs> yeah, I'm a peacock. You gotta, you gotta fly. <laughs> you think you're more? You think you're more Mark Wahlberg? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe I would be more Will Ferrell. Yeah. None of those. That doesn't really fit what us too well. What about The Rock I think and that's... Samuel L. Jackson jumping off the building? I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play. I mean, that's obviously more. Aiming for I would the be bushes. The rock. I would be The Rock. You'd be Samuel L. Jackson. I'm not black. You don't have... It doesn't... The race is not... Doesn't It doesn't have to be. That's a good point. Um, that's a good point. The... Yeah, you're also not ripped like Mark Wahlberg. Okay. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding, Pat. Yeah, sure I'm just you are. You're pretty ripped. You're pretty ripped. I'll oh. give you that. I'll give you that. All right, well, let's think of one I'm more, Pat. What would be a good one? I, I don't... Not, a lot of, okay, here's the thing. The thing with, with you know, comedies like that is usually the characters are pretty... Okay, Dinner for Schmucks. Dinner for Schmucks? Yeah. I don't know if that's really a good example of one. That's the first thing that comes up when I type in buddy comedy. One of the first Okay, ones. well, I guess, okay. I think they're more looking for... All right, if okay. we were the Blues Brothers. Okay. I would think you're Aykroyd. Yeah, that's. I would agree with that. I think yeah. that's, a, that's a fairly... I could be Belushi. Yeah, you could be Belushi. I'm kind of fat. <laughs> no, you're not. Fat, fat. You're not. <laughs> you could be Turner and Hooch. Uh, you could be Turner. I could be Hooch. Mm, no, not, not as much. No. I like the Blues Brothers. I think that's fairly... But I go through a couple more here. Um, not Beavis and Butthead. Okay. We're not Harold and Kumar. No. No. 
I never saw Hot Fuzz. Mm, I saw this, Hot Fuzz. This is a Rolling end. Stone article, by the way. Okay. Men in Black. That's a buddy comedy? I, I, it's more of a yeah, sci-fi comedy. I could see that. Dumb and Dumber. Chocolate with sprinkles. No, it's too... The thing, like I said, like, a lot of problems with characters in movies in general is that they're so exaggerated. All right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. Am yeah, I well, crabby I mean, Steve Martin? No. I, oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, you're, actually you're, I like you're, this. I you're like the this. real article. Yeah. John I would, Candy. Yeah. That's, I, okay. There we go. We're going to go with that. You could be Steve Martin. I will be John Candy in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Um, yeah. And the real, <laughs> real article. What you see is what you get. I like me. Yeah. My wife likes me. <laughs> My family likes me. Yeah. So that's always a good one. I really yeah, I like that's a classic movie. I do enjoy that one. Um, I always got a problem with getting to where I got to go. Yep. People irritate me. Yep. <laughs> My buddy irritates me. Yes. This is good. This is good. I'm trying to find the, you know, the lighter things in life, the happy moments. Yeah. I just want to get home. That's true. You just want to get home. Jared doesn't have a home. <laughs> I haven't been home in years. Yeah. I haven't been home in years. I like it. I like that question a lot, Mike. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, Pat, what else you got for us? I had Ferris and DePaul. You had Ferris and DePaul? Well, I kind of brought up DePaul, didn't I? No, I did. Well, you brought it up, but I was talking about it. Yeah, I was going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Have a list right here. All right, here's Paul, one more thing. First Fest. All right, fine, Pat. We got fine. emails. We got Jared's freaking movie review. <laughs> Standoff we, 2011. We got yeah. the news in Tanzania. Yes. Okay, I'm just so here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. 10 minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the last thing then. Ready for this? Um, I think people get too caught up. This is my thought recently. People get too caught up in the end result of something and don't appreciate the process. The process. Of it. The journey. The journey. And you can even break it down to an actual journey where, like, take, you're taking a road trip. You want to make it to the Grand Canyon. You want to make it to the don't Grand Canyon. Don't forget about the trip on the way. Exactly. Up. Exactly. But then also, this, like, you know, just for example, for us at work, we're building a new studio space. We're, we're building, you know, we're building, we're doing construction at work. You want to see this, and oh, I just can't wait to see what these places are going to be like when Enjoy it's done. the moment. But then it's it's cool to see the pro- it's cool to see like oh what is everything that goes into this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's you, there's so much stuff that you would not see unless you saw it being built in every single stage. And you really yeah, I think that's a key thing that a lot of people you know you just kind of appreciate the process. I yeah. think it's too much about when I think about like sports in high school like football yeah you go back to those games on friday night but how about all those moments after practice when we're all just goofing around you know all those things you learned along the way when i did the marathons everyone asked me like how it felt this that i was like you know what i'm honestly gonna miss this the like accomplishment like i had every week like oh i ran a couple more miles Yes, and you did that. Yeah. You know, I discovered a lot of music along the way because I was listening to a bunch of new stuff. I had the time to do it. Yes. You know? So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. Enjoy the process. <laughs> That's a lame hashtag. Salami. Process hashtag salami. Enjoy hashtag. the process. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the process, salami. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's what we got for you this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the process. The process. So, uh, and the show has ended. I figured. You know, we got to um, share it with a friend. Share the show with a friend. That's that's everybody's goal of the week. We have an email to show, chopsitdeppodcast at gmail.com. Rate the show on iTunes. And, uh, you know, let's see where it goes from there. Yeah. yeah it's pretty that. fair. 
It sounds fair. That sounds fair. We'll have a new Brendan Fraser movie next week. I can't wait. Here's a little teaser. It's a TV show. Oh, it's not a movie? <laughs> it's not a movie. It's a TV show. So until next time. Uh, okay. The show is ended. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.